0: You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Job chapter 25, verses 1 through 6. Bildad asks how a man can be righteous. Worm theology, balance required. The final word from Bildad is short, if not sweet. He has nothing new to add so he contrasts the greatness of God with the depravity of men, describing men as mortal maggots and worms. It is good to reflect on our Creator while we understand we are creatures of dust. There is an infinite distance between us. The idea of man as a worm is mentioned in two other places in Scripture. Isaiah 41.14, which says, Do not be afraid, you worm Jacob, Little Israel, do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And this shows their lowliness. And Psalm 22, considered to be a Messianic psalm, which describes the future coming Messiah. In it the Messiah says, But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. So this relates to Jesus' condescension to become not just human, but a despised person, treated like a criminal, and executed on the cross. Philippians 2, 5-8 says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. However, this led to the idea of worm theology, which disparages humankind in general, feeling that in light of God's holiness and power, an appropriate emotion is an extremely low view of oneself. The name may be attributed to a line in the hymn, Alas, and did my Saviour bleed, published in 1707 by Isaac Watts, which says, Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? This thinking was prevalent in the days when this hymn was originally written, perhaps because there was also a higher view of God than there is now. Furthermore, worm theology can be attributed to a recognition of the ugliness of sin, resulting in contrition. However, this view forgets that we have value in God's eyes, specifically because Jesus took on a human body, and these physical bodies will be resurrected, so they have value. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Also, because God bypassed fallen angels and redeemed people instead, and this was the reason he became a man, Hebrews 2, 16 and 17 tells us, For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in, order, in service to God, that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So balance is required. He asks an important question after extolling God's virtues of power and wisdom and describing his armies as innumerable. How, then, can a mortal be righteous before God? How can one born of a woman be pure? He argues again from the greater to the lesser to prove his point. If even the moon is not bright, and the stars are not pure in his eyes, how much less a mortal, who is but a maggot, a human being, who is only a worm? No doubt he wanted to add, like you, Job. This is not only a good question, but the most important question for us to answer personally. Bildad asks it, but provides no answer. We who live on this side of the cross see how God has provided a way. It is not found in our own efforts to please God, for we are completely bankrupt. You may as well ask a worm to jump to the moon. Isaiah 64.6 reminds us that all our righteous acts, not just our sins, are like filthy rags. The gospel is the only adequate answer to the question, and God has provided it through Jesus Christ. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is not a way, but the way. Christianity is exclusive. Scarlet threads. So, what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or an application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? Bildad asks how a mortal can be righteous before God. How does this happen? We must be born again. How are we born again or regenerated? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. Thank God for the gospel, which is truly good news. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Job chapter 26. May God bless the study of his word.